You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Run like a wild man. I watched you struggle and I watched you wrestle with them angels. From Auburn University, Bo Jackson. Jackson. The correct Jordan Hare Stadium time is 8.50 p.m. Central Daylight Time. Your digital audio device is tuned to a solo crow show of the Orange and True podcast. That's right. It's me, at SonnetCrow2 on Twitter. SonnetCrow on Venmo. Uh, by myself. So tonight you're going to hear just my voice. So if you hate me, don't, you know, don't worry about it. If you hate me, that's great. Uh, just hang up. If you don't hate me, um, come on, stick around. Let's get in. Let's get into it. I'm going to be just going through some of my favorite things that I've seen in the Auburn internet the last couple of days. Um, going to run through some NBA mock drafts. I've got some... Hopefully, some guests might jump on. We'll see. But right now, we've got a solo crow show. Let's get into it. The first thing I want to talk about is the same thing that everybody has been talking about since, I don't know, the last couple of weeks. We've got um, the SEC adding two teams, two teams that I've known about my whole life. So this is something that I actually can speak to. Um, I've probably watched more Oklahoma and Texas football games than anybody else on the web on the website. So I am now the College Magnolia, uh, University of Texas and University of Oklahoma uh, liaison. So I take that with a lot of seriousness and um, hope to bring some integrity to that reporting position. Um, so first thing you got to know, I'm going to quickly compare. Um, these two schools and these two towns so that if you are, let's say you're an Auburn SEC fan and you've never been to Norman, Oklahoma, you've never been to Austin, Texas, you're looking forward to maybe a road trip for a basketball, baseball, or football game or softball game. Because let me tell you, nobody takes softball more seriously than the Oklahoma Sooners. So that's basically what they've got at the moment, besides a pretty rocking and rolling football program. Uh, they are the nation's preeminent softball program. I think that's pretty safe to say. I don't think anybody would even argue with me that the fact that Oklahoma is where softball is. That's where they, the College World Series is for softball. Norman takes it extremely seriously. Um, Norman, Oklahoma, start with the Sooners. It's a, That's an interesting bunch because if you look at the other uh, national brand state schools. You're talking your Georgias, your Ohio States, your Alabamas, your LSUs, your Floridas. All of those schools are not only giant state schools, they're also giant state schools in recruiting rich high school football grounds. Oklahoma is not a very populous state. There's not a lot of people in the state of Oklahoma, period. Um, The states that borders to its northeast and west are not producing a ton of five, four and five star talent. So it legitimately has to make its entire team 
off of, number one, the best players from Oklahoma every single year. And number two, whoever it can get from Texas. Um, and recently, it has been destroying. It has been to Texas what Auburn men's basketball has been to the state of Georgia. They just – they get everybody. If, if the Sooners want the kid, they're getting him. And they've been that way. That's not a Lincoln-Riley thing. That's a Bob Stoops thing. That was a Barry Switzer thing. They would go into Texas routinely and pick off the number one, number two, number three player in the state, uh, much to the chagrin of the boys in Austin. One of the things that you have to know about that is that has a lot to do with where the talent in Texas is. Yes, there is a ton of talent in the Houston area. There is a ton of talent in um, North Austin area. There's not a ton of talent south of Austin in terms of five, four, and five stars. There's not a ton of talent between Austin and Waco. And then Dallas has a good amount, but not close to what you see east of Dallas. East of Dallas, north of Houston, that is a college football hotbed in terms of getting talent. And Oklahoma goes into Northeast Texas, and that's they they eat in Northeast Texas, and they're going to continue to do so um, for the time being. So, who would I compare the Sooners the most to, fan base wise? Alabama, one hundred percent. They are Alabama fans. If they lose a game, they are completely uh, more confused than mad. They don't really know how to handle it. I know several OU fans that will quickly blame officiating. Um, on every call, on every snap. I, I know a guy who will call holding. He'll yell at holding in the middle of plays on every snap. He's impossible to watch games with. Um, yeah, OU fans are pretty, pretty bad in terms of that kind of stuff. And if you were looking for an entitlement, um, OU is pretty entitled, I think. Now, maybe I'm, there's maybe some OU fans who might tune into this because they want to jump on the SB Nation SEC podcast trains. I'm sorry, guys. I've been to OU games. I've been to OU tailgates. There's an air of we have to win because we're the Sooners about it. Put it this way. I was at an OU Texas Tech game. If you're listening to this and you went to OU, you know the game I'm talking about. It's the one where Tech won on the last second on like the one from a, a dive from the one inch line in the pouring down rain. It was like rain delayed forever very similar to the auburn southern miss game a couple years ago and it the confusion on the face of sooner nation um was incredible like they it would have never crossed their mind that a team might come into norman and want to actually win a game um texas the best way to describe texas is big dumb rich ole miss so imagine if ole miss had all the money in the world just more money than it knew what to do with. Um, if it could then therefore like kind of parlay that cash into pushing people around, but yet for whatever reason found hilarious ways to lose games it should win. That's the University of Texas. It thinks it's Alabama. Texas fans will tell you they should be Alabama. They are the quote-unquote winningest program in college football and all this nonsense. They don't win a lot of games. Like, outside of the Mac Brown era, they're an 8-4 and four football team. That's, that's it. Outside of the Mac Brown era, they are the Gus Malzahn era Auburn Tigers for their entire tenure. Maybe probably a little bit worse, actually. Probably more like 7-5. and five. They were 
bad, bad before Matt got there. And they've lost to Kansas twice since he left. Um, and Kansas didn't beat a lot of teams. Let's see. Austin is the best, will be immediately the best town in the SEC. Um, no two ways about that. That's, sorry, Auburn. There's not a whole lot you can do about it. The only thing Austin has going against it is that it's so cool that more people keep moving there. And so it's getting to the point now where it's insufferably bad traffic and it's weather might keep it from being the best town in the SEC. But that's, I mean, you're looking at trying to pick nits. Once you're in Austin, it is unbelievable. The, the problem I would have with it if I was maybe an Auburn fan is you might feel like you're just not quite cool enough to be anywhere. Um, you might walk into a restaurant and a bar and be like, wait, is there, are they casting a television show in this room? Or is everyone here a model? Is this like an after party for like a modeling session? That's kind of what Austin feels like everywhere you go. Um, that's, that's Austin. Everybody is way cooler than you. They know it. Um, yeah. And they don't actually care if the team wins because, uh, there's a lot more going on in Austin. Similar to like Miami heat guy. If the heat aren't in the NBA finals, the heat fans not really don't really care about the heat. Um, there's a lot more going on in Miami than there is in, let's say Cleveland Cavaliers guys backyard. Um, yeah, so Austin going to be a glitzy, glamorous town. The Horns will probably come to the SEC. I don't see them doing a lot of winning in football. They will probably be a really competitive team in baseball immediately. Um, pretty decent softball program there as well. And up and down basketball. But this year, uh, they're one of the Vegas favorites for uh, for winning the whole thing, which I would excited to see how they screw that up because I know that they will. Shaka Smart getting there has taken taken the baton from Rick Barnes in how can we just get as much talent to under undervalue, underappreciate and uh, underperform as possible. So that's basically the University of Texas. I would say the University of Texas fan is also going to be confused at losses. They're going to show up in a long-sleeve button-down shirt tucked into jeans. Um, a white long-sleeve button-down shirt tucked into jeans. The girls will be wearing cowboy boots and dresses. Um, that is a very much a thing that's happening. That still happens at the University of Texas. You might see some guys in jerseys in the Big 12, the Big 12 area. Um, it's going to be different because they don't dress for game days the way that the traditional SEC fan base might dress for game days. It's just a different vibe um, there here west of the Mississippi. Yeah, the barbecue's better in Austin than any other SEC town. I'll go ahead and say that. Uh, Norman has terrible barbecue. Norman is like if Auburn were transported to the Midwest with the worst weather on earth and everyone weighs 1,000 pounds. So that's basically Norman. It's a very small town. It is got nothing really going on besides the university. Um, Auburn has a lot more going on actually than Norman. Auburn is growing faster and a much easier place to hang out than Norman, Oklahoma. Norman, Oklahoma really is just a tornado target that has a bunch of really overweight people. I, I can't. I, there's not a whole lot else going on besides the university. Um, you're really close to Oklahoma City, which is nice. And, uh, yeah, that's, uh, 
that's about it. <laughs> it's it's uh oh, they have a really cool d- drive-in called Classic Fifties. If you ever go to Norman for a game, it's like an original Sonic. So Sonic is from Oklahoma City, and it is, I believe, based on this other one called Classic Fifties Drive-in that is one of the really cool old Americana things. You can drive up and get burgers and slushes and stuff, just like Sonic, but it's like a local Sonic. Um, and it's cool. They put like Skittles in your in their Sprites and they put hot tamales in their Dr. Peppers. It's a, it's a pretty wild, it's a wild experience at Classic 50s. I know these things because my sister lived in Norman, so I got a couple of, uh, a couple of, they placed it up. The barbecue Norman's not good though. So I don't recommend doing that. If you go to there and someone says, go to Vans Pig Shack, it's fine. It's going to be aggressively fine. Um, that's kind of Oklahoma barbecue in a nutshell. But uh, where do I think this takes the SEC? Um, I said this on the Slack earlier today. I really don't think that this is all that awesome for college sports. I think I really think this is like, Ooh, cool. We're going to get Oklahoma and Texas, but what does that actually mean? I think it actually means that schools like Baylor, um, TCU, Texas Tech, Oklahoma State, Kansas State are just going to be left out of something. Um, And I think you might say, oh, well, boo-hoo, but I think there's college sports is going to lose something when this happens. So those schools might just get left out in the cold. Eventually, some of the other schools will get kicked out too. At some point, the SEC is going to look up and go, Vanderbilt's not making us any money. Um, the Big Ten's going to say, what, what's Northwestern doing here? Uh, and it, it really, I think we're closer than we've ever been to a, what happened in the 90s. The, the English Premier League, um, I know we bring it back to soccer a lot on this podcast, but the English Premier League is the closest thing to college sports that any other country has and really any other sport period has because um no other american sport operates the way college football does but the english premier league in the 90s just realized you know what um what if the best teams negotiated a tv deal together instead of the national governing body for soccer uh, negotiating that tv deal so the football League First Division broke away from what was called the Football League, what is called the Football League, which was founded in 1888. So you're talking about over 100 years at the time, 1992 uh, of history. They just said, they said, look, TV deals are worth more than our 100-year history. Um, and they signed a billion-pound deal, which, I mean, that's nuts, crazy money um, back then and, and still today. Um, but But the thing is, it makes the league a corporation where the Clubs get to get to keep some of that money and generate money um, for their own TV rights and all that stuff. And that's going to end up, I think, being what happens is the, the top four, the power four, what's going to become the power four, are going to eventually break away from the NCAA. Start what used to be called the College Football Alliance will probably get started up again. Most of y'all might be too long, young to remember the CFA, but the CFA will come back and... Um, these four cl- four conferences will begin to negotiate a joint television package as one uh, massive entity, and that will be it for the other schools. So if you're a Boise State fan or a UCF fan or a um, 
SMU or Houston fan, you better hope you get gobbled up by a big conference because that's going to be it. Um, nobody is going to watch your games because nobody watches English Championship Soccer, which is League Two. Like, I mean, it has some viewers, but it's nothing like the Premier League. And so what happens is the second league becomes the gap, the gap between first league and second league becomes so incredibly vast that it basically, unless you are putting in some sort of promotion relegation system, you're talking about the difference between Major League Baseball and AA. Like, how many of you would tune into a AA baseball game? Like, none of us. How many people watch the G League, for Pete's sake? And so you're talking about the fact that nobody's got... I mean, you watch a G League game and the gyms are not packed. And that's, that is probably the second or probably the third or fourth best basketball league on the planet is the NBA G League. And the gyms aren't fully packed because it isn't the first league. It isn't league number one. And that's going to happen in college sports. And, you know, that's just kind of the way it is. It's not like it's... The genie is out of the bottle and it's been out of the bottle since the 80s when the conferences were allowed to start negotiating their own television rights. That's when the genie got let out of the bottle. Anybody who tries to tell you this is um, the SEC's fault or even ESPN's fault, it's not. It's the fact that in the 1980s, the NCAA lost a Supreme Court case to the conferences, to what was called the College Football Alliance, that allowed them to negotiate their own television deals. And they should be able to negotiate their own television deals. The NCAA doesn't do anything. And so because of that, because every at every chance, the NCAA will always lose because the makeup of what we know as college sports doesn't make any actual sense on paper. And so when you have to write it out and say the quiet parts out loud, it will never hold up to legal or like rational scrutiny. Um, and so when that happens, this happens. And now... I'm for name, image, and likeness. I'm for the kids getting cash, all that stuff. It's not going to lead to an increase in amateurism by any stretch of the imagination. It's just going to lead to um, a college sports premier league, which is fine. If that's what you're for, that's great. It's going to lead to a lot of empty stadiums in some cities. The sound I'm hearing, though, sounds like the Solo Crow Show might have a couple of guests. I'm hearing some background audio from the AU Chief. AU Chief. Are you on? Live from Orlando? Everton. Oh, you shine so bright. Yes, I'm here. Hello. Chief, did you go to Orlando for the Everton matches, or did you go to Orlando to go see the Star Wars Disney place? No, I, I, I went to for the Everton matches, but I, I got to go to Star Wars Land, uh, which I didn't think I was going to make. Because, you know, do you, do you have any idea how much it costs to take a family Oh, bro. I can't even imagine it. Was it a thousand bucks for four days or two days? Well, I did not bring my family. No, thank God. And a friend of the show, uh, Jeremy Golson. And uh, we're here for the the matches, and we went to Disney for one day, and we stayed off campus. Nice. So uh, it was a lot cheaper. Uh, If you bring your family, you will have to take out a home loan, Uh, a a loan against uh, everything that you own. Because yeah. it, is, it is expensive. I've heard many people say that it's cheaper to rent an RV and drive to Disney World than to try to stay in Orlando. <laughs> and I mean, it, it is it like 
It's so crazy. Like, what's insane? You can stay in the Ritz Carlton downtown from here uh, for cheaper than you can stay on campus at a value resort, which is the lowest. Wow. Uh, but uh, Star Wars Land was amazing. Uh, I'm sorry to interrupt the uh, flow of the conversation here on the Solo Crow Pod. Uh, no, it's but, good. Uh, Star Wars Land was 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 great. Uh, Hollywood Studios is a full on full day. Thing now before you could do it in less than a day is that what um, mgm studios used to it used to be called mgm yeah, studios yeah. okay yeah it was a, it was called mgm to start and then because uh, they just had a licensing deal basically and then they changed the name to hollywood studios when that fell off um sometime in the 90s but uh it's i'm the not one sure with, uh, i've been since it's been hollywood studios it's the one with uh, the Aerosmith rock and roller coaster. Oh, I've been uh, on that. And, uh, and I've done the Indiana Jones uh, experience. Yeah, that's the, the, stunt, uh, show. the stunt show, <laughs> which, wasn't, which wasn't running. And I thought they had done away with it because I thought they tore that down to build Star Wars Land, but apparently not. It just wasn't wasn't going. And I don't I don't know if it's... They're going to rebuild it when they, when they come out with the sixth Indiana Jones film. Oh, sure, sure. <laughs> which apparently Harrison Ford is... Uh, they're just going to paste his face on somebody else for that Because he's in the fifth, the one that's being filmed currently. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, they're just going to paste his face on. on oh, the, it's incredible. Yeah. Harrison uh, Ford's acting not. career is the one that we should all be trying to emulate in our own life. Really, though? I mean. He's in like two franchises that he has actively said he hates. And they keep. <laughs> And they no, just keep paying him. he loves Indiana Jones. Oh, that's, that's right. That's he hates he Star Wars, and he hates Star Wars fans. Like, <laughs> and it's now gotten to be a joke where everyone thinks he's joking. He's like, no, I'm not joking. <laughs> I, I'm not joking. He's been a he's been a, a, a movie star for. He might be the last movie star. That's true. Now that I, now I'm thinking about it, because he's been, he's been a star. Him and Eastwood. Uh, yeah. Right. For what four decades now? It's the same. Mm-hmm. Unless what's his name from uh, not Paul Paul Newman's dead, but the guy from Lonesome Dove is still alive. I think. Uh, oh, yeah, uh, oh my god! Man, why am I blanking I on his name? I know I'm blanking on it. Anyway, so how are the Everton matches? How are the Blues looking? How are the Toppies? It was great. It was great. It was fun. It was really fun. Uh, tonight, the crowd was a little, little less than uh, you'd want. It was pretty big on um, Sunday, and I guess a lot of people maybe could They played the a Brazilian team, didn't they? Yeah, uh, Colombian. Colombianos. There were a lot of, oh, a lot gotcha. of Colombianos here for that and to see James. I think sure. more to see James than for the other team, actually. Um, and... Um, yeah, it, 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 dude, the, the first match was crazy. It went to penalties, and it went all the way to the keepers. It was awesome. That's awesome. But it, 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 for for a friendly, that I mean, that, when you're just, you know, hanging out and drinking and watching a uh, uh, a soccer match, that, that's as good as you can ask for. This is the best thing you can ask for. It was awesome. Uh, so we were – Tonight – oh, yeah, go ahead. I was just talking about the um, – I was just talking about how – well, I kind of gave everyone the overview of OU in Texas, considering I, I called yes. myself now the Texas and Oklahoma liaison for the yeah, yeah. College of Magnolia slot, considering I've probably watched more sports, more of their sports than anybody else on this in this esteemed yeah. panel. But um, 
I, I mentioned that this OU to Texas, OU and Texas, the SEC feels a lot like the beginning of the Premier League in the nineties, where yeah, when, it, it, when you said that in the Slack, it, it did that did like say, oh yeah, I could see that. I mean, which that's the only the biggest difference between the beginning of the Premier League in the nineties and the beginning of the Super League, the attempted Super League last year. Right. Is that the Super League was going to be a closed league, um, and exactly. that's why everyone got really mad. But really the, uh, about it, yeah. the Premier League, though it was, you know, going to be twenty teams, it was going to operate on a system of promotion and relegation. Um, yeah, which yeah. I think is the only way that people in England didn't just like riot in the streets, <laughs> right? Um, I don't know. So, so do you know how many teams? How how many teams was the top flight? Was it already twenty, or did that like? No, because the was, championship has like thirty teams or something crazy yeah, like that. I they play like forty it was, teams. It was gigantic. Like it was bigger. Okay, it was a lot bigger. That 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 would make sense. Um, I'm trying to look this I, up. I, I know I know why they did it is that. It was outside the FA, basically, mm-hmm. is, is, is why. Uh, yeah, because they wouldn't have to share the rights with the FA. Is That's the only right. reason. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we, I talked about that earlier. So they wouldn't – it was all about TV rights. They wanted to break away yeah. so that they could negotiate collectively a TV own, deal yeah. to pay each other exactly. as opposed to having to pay the FA. Um, and this is – I said this, what's going to happen is – there's going to be four conferences that will break away from the NC2A and negotiate a separate deal for football only that will benefit those four conferences only. Um, yeah, that, that and that will that's effectively the, that's what I'm thinking too. That yeah. will that will end football for the the G5. Not just like not just in like I want to say this very clearly. This will not end football interest for those schools. They will have to close the programs at most of the Yeah, a, a whole, whole, like, whole bunch of them. The yeah. MAC will no longer compete in American college football. I don't Yeah, think. I mean, it, it, like I, I was seeing today that they were talking about going to 10 games, a uh, 10-game conference schedule. Because if Maybe. they do that, who is going to pay the MAC to play football? Exactly. These these schools like keep, keep afloat by bringing in money from playing bigger mm-hmm. schools i just i don't know so, i don't know how they how they do it and every conference is going to pretend that they won't let boise state and ucfn based on academics um that's going to be the that's going to be the reason why boise state's not going to be added to the pac-12 um, right even, even though the pac-12 has schools in it that aren't exactly yale um, yeah. <laughs> they're going to say, well, Boise State, you're not really the prestigious university. But the, an- the real answer is we don't want to get beat um, by yeah, Boise State right. on a regular basis. Because Boise State and UC- this is like this is the UCF and University of Houston dream scenario is they've now poised themselves to get picked up by one of these four conferences that's trying to get to whatever whatever the number is, whether it's 16 teams or 20 teams. Right now, the SEC is going to have 16. So is that the number? Is the, Are the Pac-12, Big Ten, and ACC going to all get to 16? If so, there's some musical chairs that are going to be, that are going to be moving. Yeah, and exactly. Texas Tech 
um, Kansas State, Oklahoma State. Like where are they? I read yesterday or today actually that Kansas State, Oklahoma State, and Texas Tech are apparently nego- trying to negotiate as a package deal. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, are they they trying to do a package deal? And that Kansas and Iowa State are doing the same thing, which leaves Baylor well, kind of out in the cold. Yeah, well, that that the Kansas and Iowa State are just clearly Big Ten teams, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, you would think, and Iowa might say no, but I mean, look at what happened today. Texas A and M's president said she's voting yes. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, it really doesn't matter. Because at the end of the day, I I read somewhere it's going to make the SEC teams an extra fifty to seventy million dollars a year extra to have OU and Texas insane. in the conference. Yeah, year. that's true though. It's true. And so, why would you vote no? You're talking about hundreds yeah. of millions of dollars over a decade. So crazy. I'm uh yeah, I'm not. I'm excited about it, kind of, because it'd be fun to watch Auburn beat Texas. Um, <laughs> and it and it'd be fun to drive up to Norman to see a game um, because it's closer yeah, to me. Yeah. But well, I, I was I was uh we uh our our, our only day in Disney we uh right when we got there we ended up behind or ne- right next to some uh Everton people that uh they they were um, Baylor people they like Baylor they live in Abilene and. Uh, they work there. I think I think he's in the same line of work that you are, Crow. Okay. Um, and uh, and we were talking about it, and and they like Norm. They were they were talking about how how they, huh. they thought Norm Norm was a nice little town. I mean, it is. Um, it's 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 in a lot of ways, for better or worse, I would compare it to Auburn in about two thousand five. Yeah. yeah, they 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 said it was like Auburn, but not as uh, not as nice looking. Yeah. Remember Auburn like in like 05, 06 when like there, there weren't a lot of restaurants? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, right, right. There were like there were a couple hey, just a couple of spots. <laughs> hey, Tariko's talking about our girl on TV right now. Sunisa uh, Lee. Oh yeah, we can talk about that. Sunisa Lee yeah. uh representing Auburn extremely well in the Olympics. I'm trying to watch as much as I can. It's very difficult to find it. Um <laughs> Oh, they're they're doing like a feature on her right now. I'll tell you right now, if I find out that Greg Sankey is trying to negotiate with NBC um, the rights for the SEC, I'll, I'm going to burn Birmingham to the ground. <laughs> I'll, the I'll only thing, the only thing to do they it. do well, the only thing they do well is uh, is Premier League soccer. That's okay. the only thing they do. I'm going to ask a question because there has to be an answer for this. Like okay. besides, they didn't think of it because it seems way too obvious. They've got a paid subscription streaming service called Peacock. Uh, yes, they do, um, and Correct. they're trying to get people to pay for it. Uh huh. Including myself, who have paid for it. Um, yes, me too. But it would seem to me if you just made every single Olympic event live and on demand available to peacock subscribers correct you would get a ton of people subscribing to peacock so why why can't i watch the replay of the women's gymnastics until two days after it happens because they wanted to be able it was it's all because they want to 
be able to show it in prime time yesterday so that they because they're still like stuck in this someone at NBC is still stuck in this old model where they can control when you see things. Yeah, but like why like, why not let me watch it when I want to watch it? And also like you're still going to show me the same ads. I'm still yeah, watching the I same know. ads. You can still sell those ads and I'm paying you money each month. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, get me you, twice. You think, say, "Hey, you don't want to wait till we show it at 8 p.m. or you missed it yesterday?" Uh, uh, show it to me now. Yeah, like but right. They won't. Uh, I can watch uh, the men's mountain biking, <clears throat> which was awesome. If you haven't watched it, the replays available on Peacock. Oh, but I, I couldn't. Watch that. I couldn't watch the mountain biking until two days after it happened. That's that's. Uh, it's because somebody over there is still like stuck in the past where they. So control. they had already showed the replay at prime time on USA right, or whoever. Right. One of the 50 different networks are showing these things on. <laughs> Yet. If you have YouTube TV, you it, like on your homepage, it's like nothing but uh, different things on there. We bought, is, we bought Sling yeah. TV for this month just to get – because like you can't – the only things live on Peacock are men's basketball and gymnastics, women's gymnastics and men's gymnastics. That's it. Um, so if you want to watch anything live, you got to have some sort of – subscriptions we got sling tv for 10 bucks for the first month we'll probably just cancel it because like what do i need that for um because <laughs> i'm at the moment i'm streaming only baby yeah oh well we we're streaming only i i got uh, so well that's a discussion for a different time if you if you have youtube tv are you are you streaming only i mean i'm i, I just stream on that it's still... i would say you are but i'm even like more streaming you're, you're, only because I don't even have a subscription service. Yeah. yeah. So it's just more like I would say that I'm closer to not having any sports <laughs> than. Yeah. Yeah. Than yeah. Yeah. You are. That, that's essentially the only reason I have YouTube TV is for the sports. Yeah. I know so, what I'm going to do in the fall, to be 100% honest. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, this is smart. You're smarter than me. So uh, the kid, the, the we can get the latest Bluey on YouTube TV. Where the Bluey's uh, worth yeah. that. Yeah, um, it is the okay. Just a little bit of history because I looked it up. The way that the Premier League happened was like at the they waited till the end of the 1990 season, and then they mm -hmm. they put up a table, uh, and they claimed it would make more money for everyone. Overall, in the football association, which might be the case, I'm not sure. I think it is. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's the case, but it also made the most more money for Manchester United, Liverpool, yeah. the big what were then the big four. It used to be a big four. Yeah. One of the things yeah. that obviously no one saw coming was that two other teams became part of the big four and became a big six. Well, that, well, that an old peg nation would buy one of the teams. Right. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> right. So, I, I mean, I don't even know what, um, that's no longer, I don't even think that could happen in college football unless there was some sort of promotion rele relegation built into it. And I think we well, talk about well, maybe that. Maybe Abu Dhabi wants to open a university or a buy university in the United States. I mean, I, <laughs> they've done, there's a Texas A&M in Qatar. They have a campus in Qatar. <laughs> that's true. There we go. Um, well, that makes sense. So they got to send their oil, future oil executives over there. Yeah, they're a lot closer than we are. Um, 
No, I, I, I'm I'm fascinated to see where this goes, but I think I I think I unfortunately know the ending of this movie, and it's a pretty lousy ending for a lot of a uh, a lot of teams in the world, um, especially if you are a school that maybe doesn't even have a football program, but is really big in basketball. Yeah. If you're a basketball school, yeah. Like, what if you're Gonzaga? What what um what comes for yeah, you? I don't know. So that that. that... That is interesting because all of this is focused on football at the moment. Uh-huh. I mean, Baylor and, literally and, and, won the national championship in basketball this season. Right, right. And they're about to get left out of a major conference. That's how little it matters. <laughs> like, yeah, it, it just it, – it, it's very – I don't know. It, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens with all the other sports. Like, I, I think college football – will keep existing and it'll look somewhat similar to what it does now, but but what happens to all the other sports? Right. I mean, like, you know, Baylor, they're private and they'll be able to afford things. What what happens to a place like Houston? Right. uh, Where, where they don't, like when they lose, they're going to lose a lot of money off of this mm-hmm. in every sport. Like what, what happens? Well, like I was saying, that? like what happens to the entire Mac? Those are for the most yeah, part, big exactly. state schools. Like Miami of exactly. Ohio is a huge school. Well, um, and what, what happens to a place like Baylor? Like what, what, what's going to happen with them? I mean, that's a, that's an interesting question. Cause like they, maybe they become like more of an academic, maybe Baylor and Rice, become more academic centric and like an Ivy league, but they've just built this new 50,000 seat, 60,000 seat football stadium. That's going to just sit empty unless they get really good at men's soccer. Um, (laughs) And maybe that's what those teams do is they just say, look, it's too expensive to field a football program that no one's coming to. We're just going to switch sports because it's a lot cheaper to play um, a sport. We only have 22 guys in the roster as opposed to one you have 90. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So let's uh, let's take a quick break. I'll come back and we'll finish it up talking NBA draft. And we're back 37 minutes and 36 seconds into this bad boy. And uh, I, I want to let everyone know I almost ate a whole chicken from Pollo Tropical. Really? You went back? Yeah, yeah. We went back. Oh, yeah. I'll probably finish it for the night. So, yeah, we went back. <clears throat> Interestingly, the guy that shared his chicken with me the other night <clears> – <throat> So they were wings and they were jerk mm-hmm. chicken, but they don't they don't sell jerk chicken wings at Pollo Tropical. So I don't know what uh, what to <laughs> oh, order. Man. Although this chicken doesn't, it, it tastes pretty much the same. It just it's not jerk, but I dipped it in the Pollo Pollo sauce. Oh yeah, just a little bit of that on your on your uh, chicken, and it's amazing. Uh, Pollo Tropical, if you guys want to sponsor us, even though you only have. We have no franchises outside of the great state of Florida. Give us a call. <laughs> is it a Florida only deal? It's we a Florida only chain, I believe. Yeah. We don't. We good. have we have Pollo Campero here, which I believe is like a Guatemalan chain, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. and a couple. We have a couple other chicken chains from south of the border that are pretty pretty fantastic. Um, but Pollo Tropical is muy bueno. It's a Caribbean. Oh, yeah. Uh, chain. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. It is. It's uh, it's so good. 
which uh, it's a Caribbean chain, which made me, I was like, why are, why is there no, why, what's, what's up? Why is there no like straight up jerk chicken? Right. It may, it may just be called chicken. Well, that's true. It, the, there, it's not quite what I would call jerk, but just plain, but it is, uh, it's the best seasoned chicken I've ever had. And the barbecue was pretty good too. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, we got NBA draft is, if you're listening to this, it's today. Um, we're recording this the day before. So it's tomorrow for me. Um, what do you, what are your, what's your gut chief? Well, I, you know, I talked earlier today, uh, in, in the old slack there, uh, about how Thor has just kind of fallen away in the last couple of weeks after being like a, people putting him in the lottery last week. And, and my gut kind of tells me that's where he still is with, mm-hmm. with the actual teams. Um, because I, I, you know, at this point, so we went through a period, you know, a few months ago where people were just guessing and then we started getting real information and that's when him and Sharif both started kind of moving on up. And now we're back into a, a period where people started just guessing again. And you got you got guys guessing that just look at Thor's numbers and not really have you know they haven't been in a room with him like some of these NBA scouts have. And 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 if you just see him, I think it makes a big difference. I mean, just just if you're a scout and you just see this guy and his size, his wingspan, how tall he tall he is, how he can shoot. I, I think it makes a huge difference, and I think that that I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him still actually in the lottery. Yeah, I mean, it would be incredible to have two lottery picks. I could see um, zero lottery picks. I could see two. Yeah, I could yeah, see. Yeah, yeah. I could see one first rounder. I could see two first rounders. I could see two second rounders, but. I think the consensus right now is that everyone thinks that we're going to have two players drafted. Um, yeah. And I'm fairly I mean, that's, that's confident. That's just incredible in and of itself. Like, yeah, you're absolutely right. I'm fairly confident that we're going to have two players drafted in the first round. Um, based on the – I sent it to the Slack earlier. The um, the idea – the it was a massive consensus NBA draft uh, based on 96 individual drafts. Uh, big boys, yeah. and according to it, uh, Thor sure. was the seventh as his highest, but he's about on average around twenty-first pick in the draft. Mm-hmm. And Sharif was on average twelfth, which just puts him in the 12th. lottery. That's 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 crazy. I, that's what I saw. I was like, but how wow, wild is it that his high is four? So somebody has him as the yeah. fourth pick in this draft, and his low is forty-nine. So somebody has him as the forty-ninth <laughs> pick in this draft. Um, I think that's just somebody that's like, well, this guy's barely six foot. Like, what is he going to do or whatever? That's got to be somebody that's never seen him. Yeah. Or, I mean, it is wild. And the other chart that I, they said, I tweeted was the, uh, they, they made this graph. If you haven't uh, seen it, go to my timeline that it's, um, I'm at Senecro too on Twitter, but it's a graph of this advanced stats program has a, uh, a version of assists that basically takes into account all passes you made that led to a player getting fouled or passing or that player that you passed to getting an assist 
or that player you pass to getting a basket. Um, and based, so that was ranked as the y-axis. Um, however many of those, they call them like quality passes a game, went to the y-axis. And then the x-axis was assists per game. And it plotted all 20 of the consensus, like first round prospects in the draft. And all alone at the very top right, like literally off the chart, was Sharif. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like everyone else was kind of clumped into the five, six, uh, or four, five range. And Sharif is like eight assists a game and like 12 quality passes a game. It's Insane. unreal. He is he is almost twice as, as good um, as every other player in the, in the, in the first round. So, yeah, I just think that's a, that's a funny thing to, to look at. You're looking at an Auburn player who might be the next Rajon Rondo at worst. Um, yeah. Jason Kidd at best. So it's, it's a pretty, it's a pretty cool thing. We get to climb him, even though he played less games than Cam, uh, for us, we still get to climb him. Sure. It's insane that he played less games than Cam did. <laughs> for us yeah it's not not his fault though i mean it's just that that's what sucks about it it's like he the ncaa deserves any everything that's probably about to come their way right now yeah Uh, i agree um because that it's sad that we didn't get to see him for more and it's completely not his fault um yeah. But hey, um, you know, it's two guys that didn't play much for us, but they did play for us. They chose to come to Auburn, and uh, and now they're going to get drafted. Um, I, I I mean I'm I'm feel pretty certain or pr- pr- pretty confident in saying we're going to have two guys drafted. I mean it's feels like it. Yeah, I agree. Um, that uh, I, I I just can't. I cannot imagine a world where, <clears throat> you know, thirty something NBA scouts let JT Thor go undrafted. <laughs> it's just <laughs> it, no. If he if he falls out of the first round, somebody's going to grab him in the second, just just because they can't help themselves. I agree. Um, well, maybe we do an emergency tomorrow. Quick quick shot on a Twitter. Yeah, yeah. We could. We can or, probably do that. And uh, plug quick before we take up, wrap up, short pod tonight, wrap up, um, plug the Discord for us, Chief. Oh, yeah. We, we do have a Discord that has uh, I've been setting it up. I, I, we'll, we'll post a link online, I guess, mm-hmm. and, and try to get try to get a little uh, conversation going outside of uh, the when we do the pod. If, if anybody... If anybody doesn't know what Discord is, it's uh, it's like a, it's a chat out. It's like Slack uh, or uh, what are some other? It's the only like Teams. other thing I know to compare it to Teams, uh, Google Chats, whatever you have, and it's a uh, it, it, it's a place where you guys can interact with us, give us ideas. Uh, it even has a suggestion box, so if you wanted to leave us a suggestion. Go for it. Exactly. Exactly. Tell us what we can do better. Uh, what we're doing good is great, too. If you want to tell mm-hmm. us we're, we're the greatest podcast on the internet, that'd be awesome. Uh, really, I, I look forward to some feedback. What, what, what do you guys want to hear about? Right. Are we, 
uh, you know, I don't want to. Eventually, we can post some podcasts straight to the Discord. Um, yeah, yeah, cool and too. we we could actually there's there's actually a way on there that we could like do the podcast on there, and you can That's just what listen I mean. live as well. So, um, we're we're gonna get that going, um, and uh, we'll post the link sometime this week. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe maybe during the draft. Uh, I, I've got a long drive ahead of me tomorrow, so maybe I can set set something up with that. Yeah, go get for that it. going. Because uh, uh, I should be home before the draft, and yeah, we um, we'd love to interact with everybody. Uh, for sure, there's at least three or four of you out there listening at the moment. So, uh, well, Chief, I'm glad you uh, I'm glad you were able to pop on to the Solo Crow Show. Yeah, I'm I'm glad I just happened <laughs> to see it. I was like, oh man, I can jump on right now. You saved some listeners from hearing just me rant about how bad Norman, Oklahoma's barbecue is. <laughs> oh, is it really bad? It's not really bad. It's just really fine. Like it's just not the 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 people I was talking to in line that they they were talking about. Uh, if you go to Austin, they're like, you just got to get some barbecue. Yeah, that they're like there's Austin a thousand restaurants. Just, yeah, just get some barbecue. Or like, yeah, right. Norman's more like <laughs> if every restaurant was like uh, Mike, Mike and Ed's. Oh, oh, it's not man, bad. It's just not. I mean, you know that. Hmm. Like I mean, Byron's, uh, Byron's is amazing for breakfast. But imagine if it yeah, didn't have Byron's breakfast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, uh, like Mike and Ed's is fine. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I, that was my go-to place in Auburn. Usually, if I just just gonna get some barbecue, but it's not like anything I'd write home about. Right. Wouldn't tell, I wouldn't tell everybody they had to go to Mike and Ed's. So, no, no offense, Mike and Ed's. If you guys want to uh, sponsor us, uh, I'll tell everybody how good uh, your ribs are because they are pretty good. So, yeah. All right. Well, I'll see you next week. Everybody have a great weekend. <laughs>